1: Wherever you are, welcome to our episode of SheLogins. We're here today to put the miss in misleading. There we go. We just gotta stick with miss,
0: <laughs> and then we'll find another thing. <laughs> because and then we'll find another. We've thing.
1: entered a new era of SheLogins. The miss era. It's the miss era. Because I really think I know that you guys don't feel this way. <laughs> None of you have ever thought this, but. I started to feel like I was grasping at straws <laughs> like you were uh,
0: putting the miss and hit or miss.
1: Yes, I was. <laughs> I really was. So miss is just here to stay for a little bit. It's here to stay. my name is Summer Yeager. I'm here with my beautiful co-host Joy. Enjoy.
0: I have a question for you. If oh. You don't. If you're looking for something to say. Take it. Take okay. a shot.
1: Pew pew. <laughs> I don't know why.
0: <laughs> when I think of a sharpshooter, that's the <laughs> pew, that's pew. the word that comes to mind. You're welcome. Um have you decided what kind of like what movie genre your life is?
1: Oh, yes. Okay. It's a musical. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah it's a musical. Right.
0: We talked about this. It's a
1: musical. It has to be a musical because I cannot stop hearing songs. Just if somebody says half a phrase that I've heard in a song and the song starts
0: playing. Um, and see, you wouldn't strike me as a musical know, person, but it, but it, is, it chooses you. you t- it chooses choose it. you. All
1: of my children <laughs> are always singing. When Janny washes her hands, she's just in there howling at the moon. Right. Whatever song is on her heart when she does her chores. She's singing. My kids are always singing. I, Eric's always singing. We are always singing. And we can't stop. <laughs> can't stop, won't stop. I have a song in my head right now. Just, I got a song on my heart, man. Good. I can't
0: stop. Good. I love it. Just... I want to see Summer, the musical.
1: Oh, it would be a thing. Something. It would really be Special? What about you?
0: Something. That's actually the title of it. Something. S U M (laughs) something. That really is something.
1: Not really a word that describes me very often. (laughs) That second one, but you know,
0: something. S U M T H I N G. Something. Something. (laughs) Um, Well, you are right. I am joy, and I am here with my beautiful co-host. (laughs) Co-host. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm just gonna tell you that I discovered that I am in like a dry situational comedy. Yes, like the British That's Office. My life. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I realized and you this wrote one. The other, yes, I did. <laughs> um, I wrote, I um, this is a situation that happened to me the other day, and I realized in that moment you're in the dry situational comedy this is what my my life is (laughs) this is the kind of movie my life is um so i was like i mean i'm not gonna get into too much detail but i was having like a a hard time okay um i was dealing with something going on in my head
1: i'm never not gonna be able to hear (laughs) something
0: (laughs) and go um and so my husband was trying to kind of, you know, like kind of pull it out okay. and be like, you know, like, can I help you with this in some way? Yeah. Um, And so I'm like on my way out the halfway out the door going to work <laughs> and I'm like putting my jacket on, like trying to explain what I'm feeling and like trying to like going through my purse and. Cause you know, like when you leave your kids at home, you don't bring the diaper bag, right? but then that means you have a bag of some kind that you have to put select items into. Yes. So I'm kind of doing that and I'm like explaining this stuff and my husband's like, I need you to come sit down by me really quickly. Oh. So I go sit down by him (laughs) (laughs) and he goes, I have something I need to tell you.
1: Oh no. I hate
0: that and i was like okay (laughs) and i'm expecting him to like give me some kind of encouragement yeah uh, something that has to pertains to everything that i just kind of said talking about yeah and he goes i have something to tell you and i go what he goes your jacket's on inside out
1: (laughs) i knew it i knew it
0: and i look down (laughs) and sure enough i had put my jacket on inside out yep
1: of course you did. And that was the day. There you go.
0: That's when I realized, yeah, this yep. happens to me enough that I think that's the movie I live in.
1: Yep. I can see that.
0: Yep. And then I burst out laughing yep. and we laughed. And if you guys
1: haven't watched the studio on the Apologia Studios YouTube page, it's six episodes. I think so. It's six episodes. that We're, Joy- we're definitely going to have some more. They're so great. Joy wrote them. They're hilarious sketches about the studio life and they're so funny. My kids love them.
0: They're definitely a hit with like for families. I know right. lots of families like to They're so sit funny. Down and they're just great
1: and so accurate. What that's what makes them so funny is that right. they're so accurate
0: because it's just really funny. it's really I mean, it's the type of humor I appreciate most. Yeah.
1: So you actually, you nailed the kind of movie that you're right. in. You're
0: actually in a dry
1: situational British
0: comedy. Right. <laughs> yep. Just everyone's American. <laughs> most of Which honestly anyway. makes
1: it worse. I don't right. know why, it just does.
0: Yeah, that you know, seems like a situational... Americans. Pew, pew. That's an interesting situation for a British comedy to take place exclusively in America. <laughs>
1: One of our Canadian friends was saying how... Because I said... I don't know, I guns guns are just a part of our life. <laughs>
0: like, you know? Yeah.
1: Like we just have there's just guns, you know?
0: We believe <laughs> we in them. We believe in them. <laughs> we believe in the right to have them. We're not offended by
1: them. And anyway, we definitely
0: were not raised in a culture that where you <laughs> right. shouldn't have them.
1: And so anyway, one of our our Canadian friends, she was like, you know, like because she's from Canada. Like, just gun talk in general or, like, being around guns. Like, it's really thought of as, like, rude. Yeah. And, like,
0: uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I was like... can be that way in Ireland, too. I was, as I, like... You know what they have a lot of in Ireland, though? Still? Bagpipes. Knee cappings. <laughs> that doesn't seem to be quite as uncomfortable as the conversation of guns.
1: What are you talking about?
0: When someone breaks your kneecaps. What? Yeah. This is a real Tanya Harding moment. What are you talking about? Yeah. They like, still
1: do that over there? Oh, yeah. Just like baseball bats
0: well, to the knee? Really? I mean, it happens everywhere, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is not like an exclusively Irish, Irish thing. <laughs> 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 I just think it's weird that like the topic of guns can make someone uncomfortable when Yeah. Like people like the mafia in your country I'm will just, like, break both of someone's knees at the same time oh that's
1: that made me feel funny inside yeah um well anyway she was well just, now you
0: guys know how we feel about kneecapping i am please really don't talk to us about it. it because it's rude
1: however <laughs> i just want I you to imagine me i get it going to bed tonight and tucking my gun in under my pillow and saying night night because that's how comfortable i am <laughs> with this topic <laughs>
0: Yeah, I guess it's just a... Aw, oh, sweet little baby. interesting.
1: <laughs> no clubs, though, and please stay away from my kneecaps. Um yeah. Anyway. <laughs> you can a- tell us how much you love weapons at... <laughs> What's your favorite weapon?
0: Because <laughs> you know ours. Knives. Pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> you like knives? How about nunchucks <laughs> it's like we're Samurai sitting here shorts? trying
1: to think of other weapons and we're like guns knives
0: are there rifles guns? are there any other weapons besides guns? automatic guns Bombs? small guns we just then... got flagged we're on some sort of list now
1: <laughs> you know america and there's just this weird
0: just... podcast where they just like list weapons they just
1: sit there and say assault rifle um you can leave us a, a voicemail at 470 I don't really care what kind of weapons you have stay away from people's knees um <laughs> we are starting a new we just finished broken bread last week in book club and we yes. talked to Tilly Delahaye. we did she was a pleasure she was we would get along. Yes. You know, I thoroughly enjoyed her. We would get along. She's fantastic. Her book was fantastic. I still think you should read it if you haven't. <laughs> um, yeah. Excellent book on the topic. And so we're going to tell you all about our next book that we're reading in book club. Just in case you want to join us. It's a rockin' good time. Mm-hmm. There's Canadians. There's Irish people. All kinds of
0: people. All kinds of
1: people carrying various sort of weaponry um <laughs> I need to leave this fine. um so the next book that we are reading in the Shier Axes, book
0: axes <laughs> is also to me axes are, are like arrows. axes are a particularly like violent well, yeah. weapon but don't use them as a weapon
1: trees need to be chopped
0: well but it's not really a weapon <laughs> if it's chopping a tree it is, is if it?
1: you're the tree I got you there <laughs> got you so good all right
0: (laughs) well then you better not be shooting at any trees anytime soon
1: (laughs) target practice anyway not um... if you're the tree
0: (laughs) 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 and it's an assault
1: (laughs) oh man i wanted to make a salt joke (laughs) none of them came quickly enough we are going to be reading a book from founders ministries and the book is called by what standard? God's world, God's rules. And the reason that we chose this book is because I think the discussion that we have is going to be great. There are some great pastors and theologians uh, that have written chapters for the book. We've got Tom Askell, Vadi Balcom, Jared Longshore, Tom Nettles, and some assorted other dudes. And it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. So I...
0: And they're all kind of like social justice type Yes, we're going to talk topic. about
1: biblical justice and social justice. We're going to talk about living justly as male and female. We're going to talk about philosophy. We're going to talk about racial reconciliation. We're going to talk about privilege. We're going to talk about gospel mission. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. And I am super, super excited. So check out our Facebook page. I'm going to link you directly to... The place where you can buy this. I'll post it on Instagram. I'll post it on our website. I'll just post it in all the places that I can post it. Um, so you can pick up a copy and join us. We're going to start towards the end of April. You know, I want to give you guys a date, but I also don't. Because <laughs> what if I'm wrong? Um, True. What if I'm wrong? We're going to start in a couple weeks. So,
0: you know. And we'll let you know. We won't just be like, hey, we're starting.
1: Yeah, we'll let you know. So follow us on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or Patreon.com slash Theologians. There's so many places where you can get this info. I'm going to make sure it's out there. But that's the book, and it's going to be fun. Great. Great. Um, So let's talk about guilt. Oh.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> this is something – well, we get questions – I I love that you guys ask us questions. I just want to reiterate that if you think you're being obnoxious when you leave voicemails or emails, I want you to know you that- have you met us? <laughs> have you met us? Number you will 1, fit right in here. <laughs> Number 2, you're not being obnoxious. Um I sit down and I try to respond to all of our emails and messages at least twice a week. So, if I haven't responded yet, just hold your horses. You caught me in between the two times <laughs> that I was sitting down to do this. Um but we get questions often that make me want to talk about guilt because I think that uh Christians are loaded down with a false ungodly guilt. Uh that and and being able to discern is this should I feel guilty about this or not would actually Solve a lot of problems. Agreed. Um, And so, what I'm specifically thinking of is the times that we indulge our flesh and then we call that guilt. So, when we feel extreme envy for something we think someone else has, we think someone else has just all the skill at being a homemaker. And we look at their life and we're like, wow, you know, that's the kind of of wife and mom I should be. And then we load ourselves down with this, with what what the problem really is, is envy. Mm -hmm. The problem is not that you couldn't be a great homemaker. It's that you want your house to look like that. Or you believe this woman has it easier than you and you want the easier time. So right. what we're really talking about is envy and discontent, but you kind of what you do instead of not indulging your sinful tendency towards envy, you go, well, I just, I feel so bad that I'm just not as good as I could be, Right. which is, which is what I mean by a false guilt. Like mm-hmm. that is not envy and guilt are not the same thing. And we need to be able to separate the two. And tell the difference.
0: Yeah, Does that there make are plenty. Sense? Yes, there are plenty of things that we know um, that we are guilty of from Scripture. Mm-hmm. But you do not need to add mm-hmm. a bunch of extracurricular guilt. <laughs>
1: extracurricular guilt <laughs> to
0: uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, to Scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that
1: curr I like that,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, uh basically, we're taking on more mm-hmm. than we need to in the area of guilt, and and don't mishear me. <laughs> I am not coming at this uh extracurricular guilt with a sympathetic hand <laughs> mm-hmm. um if you are making yourself the standard of what makes you guilty of sin or not, uh huh. You are wrong. Ooh,
1: snap. <laughs> so pew.
0: not only has it <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of weapons. <laughs> Sorry, I had to <laughs> um Yeah, so I just wanna be I wanna be very clear. About that, that it is Mm. something that we hope this episode encourages you out of Mm -hmm. Um, and basically a part of your thought life. If you find yourself feeling guilt, maybe shame is what you call it. Mm. uh, You need to determine objectively what things you are guilty of. Mm -hmm. What things make a person guilty Mm -hmm. and what things do not make a person guilty and Mm -hmm. do not spend your whole day Mm -hmm. in anguishing guilt Mm -hmm. and uh, wallowing Mm. pity, -pity, Mm -hmm. self-pity, because you haven't actually committed a sin, Mm -hmm. um, but you have decided that you have or like you said, Mm -hmm. sometimes even just like. Sometimes the sin, air quotes, there is just that we're not doing things a certain way mm-hmm. or to a certain caliber. Yeah, maybe even. Um, and it's important to be able to look at this stuff objectively because sometimes, well, so like for as an example, and I don't want to go too far off the rails. We'll we'll cover it all, but um, so like, there there is sometimes some truth. Is it, is it raining? raining? <laughs> I do think it was supposed to rain today.
1: It's raining. Yeah,
0: like loud enough that to was hear really... through the. You guys don't know how through the roof. Do you
1: guys know how weird it is that it's raining? It's it's my my air conditioner has been on for weeks. Like, like that's no, how hot it is here. There's no,
0: there's like one <laughs> skylight at the studio, so it okay, can get a little. Sorry,
1: I don't even know what's happening. I was just like, "There's a noise. There's a noise." Oh, it's it's
0: water. Water the from sound the sky. Of water. <laughs> what is it um, doing?
1: Well, I think a lot of times the it's easier to to not look at the sin you're actually engaging in and to dress it up in a sort of false piety, and so that's what right. we're trying to warn against. Is it's like, and I'm gonna keep using the the home making example because it's so simple, but this fits for this fits a lot of bills, y'all. Well, yeah, okay. and
0: let's just face it, a lot of what you're gonna the big thing that I think the big area that I think this happens in is like mom shaming. Stuff, sure. Sure. Like the sort of mm-hmm. like you're not doing this. Well, mm-hmm. let's just say like if if comparison is sort of mm-hmm. a an issue here, yeah. that happens a lot yes. amongst women. Yes, we're very keen to compare right. our cooking, our our skills, our abilities. Our yeah,
1: right. I think it's already stopped raining. Um. <laughs> so what I think the tendency to to is that we feel discontent. We feel envious. We assume that everybody has an easier job than we do. We put ourselves at the center. And then we're, we're just like, well, I just feel so bad I, that I'm not like these other women. Which I want you to hear how pharisaical that sounds. Now, the Pharisee says, thank God I'm not like these other people. But I also think the Pharisee in us wants to say, Oh, I feel so bad that I'm not like these other people. Like this mm-hmm. is still this is still binding us self ourselves to a law that we are not bound to. Right. Um, this is still refusing to be free <laughs> in Christ, and this is like it's like putting that guilt and that shame on yourself and saying, "Well, I just feel so bad about X when X isn't a sin." So like it's not a sin if you know, your neighbor is better at manicuring their lawn than you are. This right. this is not proof of a failing moral character inside of you. Right. Uh
0: and so now sometimes it can indicate that you need to take a little bit little little care. Right. Little a little more care of right. your lawn than you are. Right. And we don't want to totally face that, so we prefer we prefer to create this nameless faceless organization that we that just can't live up has, to <laughs> has commanded yes. that we, but that's actually you. It's right. actually you. And this is, I right. had this, this is something that when we talk about this a lot with social justice issues, with uh critical theory, intersectionality. So you, <laughs> let me just try to read directly from my notes. I'm okay. So, Be careful how often you make yourself um, a victim Mm -hmm. of guilt Mm -hmm. and make sure. Mm -hmm. um, okay, don't create a culture around you that is permanently blaming or shaming you. Right. If someone specific Mm -hmm. is so if your neighbor is coming over and going. You must just be a horrible person because look at our lawns (laughs) in comparison. That's not what I'm talking about here. But what I'm saying is we are very, um, we are sometimes almost excited to pretend that that's happening. Right. But really it's you that's creating, Mm -hmm. that is binding yourself to that law Mm -hmm. that you are not bound to. Right.
1: Well, because what it does is it it removes... The responsibility for the actual sin that's going on, right. So whatever the actual sin is, like if if the reason that you feel so guilty about your home is actually because you're indulging in envious thoughts, envious feelings, right. or if it's because you know that you are guilty of laziness, um, if it's that you know that you're guilty of discontent, it's much easier to blame everything out there. Than right. it is to take a look at, okay, well, the reason that, you know, it could be true. I don't know. It Even could be- if
0: there is a community that daily scrutinizes the way that you do things and who you are, mm-hmm. there is still a standard mm-hmm. to which you are bound. There is still a standard right. for what is sin and what is not sin. And you don't need to needlessly lay under the scrutiny of an anonymous community that you think exists <laughs> With its own set of rules. Right. <laughs> you just don't. Right. You don't. And that's right. unfaithful. And it would be mm-hmm. it. It is going to poison mm-hmm. your internal right. life.
1: The standard is faithfulness. The standard isn't um, in order for me to be the perfect homemaker, I, my house can never have a mess. My house can never have this or that. Frequently being a good homemaker means that your house is a mess and it doesn't look like what you see on Instagram. That, that is very frequently a sign of faithfulness because life and faithfulness are messy. Um, but what I'm trying to say here is that this could really actually be this fake guilt, this, I just feel so bad that I'm not like this other woman it, well, the proper it's a kind of complaining,
0: the proper response, if you if you look at someone's life and you and you actually make the realization like, hmm, maybe I have kind of let this go. Mm-hmm. Um, Like maybe I do need to be taking a little bit better care mm-hmm. of things like we all of us ran out of clothes this week. <laughs> the proper right. like nobody had any underwear and that's it's not i'm that's not sending me to hell right <laughs> but um but instead of being like oh my gosh the pressures that i'm under as a woman uh... is not the proper response the proper response is to get some clean underwear into the rotation right um it's not it's to not wallow to in wallow. your right. guilt right over um how many things are expected of you and how your household crumbles when, right. When you just, when you just forget one little thing, it's like, let's let's not be dramatic
1: right. about this. Yeah. Let's just choose faithfulness right now in this moment. Right. Uh, and you, sometimes you don't need to like go back and spend forever trying to figure out like where along the line did I become a terrible homemaker? It could right. just be, we had a really busy week I did not get to the laundry. I was being faithful in the things that my husband wanted me to be faithful in, that the Lord wanted me to be faithful in. I was prioritizing things as best as I could. This one thing fell off the radar. Now I'm going to address it. What you don't need to do is go through your life for the next month just being like, well, now, you know, since this happened, I cannot practice hospitality anymore. My husband can't be putting these pressures on me anymore because I just can't. It's like. We need to be flexible women who can control our emotions in the moment and don't fall apart at the first sign of trouble or difficulty. And, you know, there are some times where you probably need to evaluate your priorities. Right. But it's not going to be that one time that you got a little bit behind on the laundry. Yeah. And it's easy to, it's just, it's easy for things to feel overwhelming and then to just Be like, well, I'm just instead of looking at how you can faithfully handle this problem in the moment, wanting to do this huge, dramatic overhaul of your life and you're going to quit everything until you never, ever are behind on laundry again. And that's just not realistic.
0: Another big thing, because all of this, this isn't just a laundry problem. Right. (laughs) Another big thing that can kind of be a little bit of a warning sign that this is happening for you is that you become the defender of women in this area or the mm. defender of this area um, Ooh, yeah. uh-huh. where, you know, you see someone talking about this topic, whatever it may be online, and you feel the need to step in and be like, hey, just so you know, you might be causing unnecessary guilt in someone. <laughs> I, yeah. I what that might comments. indicate <laughs> to you is that you are laying under a burden that you do not need to be. Right. Um, I am not, I'm not getting specific to start a riot here, <laughs> but this does happen a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it obviously it happens a lot in, uh, surrounding the topic of birth how you Mm. birth how yeah and um and there are we have to make sure so if you have someone that has um been rude or hateful to you Mm. and has quote Mm -hmm. unquote uh victimized you that person has a specific name do not turn that person into everyone. Society. <laughs> if um, someone says
1: something about birth, I'm going to feel terrible. Right.
0: So just because someone, um, right. maybe made you feel some type of way about a decision you made, um, does not mean that everyone is doing that. And if you feel as wrong as what that woman did to you, is, it is also wrong to to impose guilt on yourself to where you always feel like you need to vindicate yourself right you may not realize you're living under false guilt mm-hmm. but maybe if you think about it in that way like am i always trying to vindicate am myself I always in this reacting area? defensively right.
1: to this topic right because maybe i'm i'm loaded down with guilt that right. is fake and yes. false and i shouldn't be loaded down yes with.
0: and i can let it i can let it go i can, I can let work it through it and i can <laughs> right. let it go Um, because there is, as far as I'm like, there's just not, um, there's plenty of things that we do that with that are not sin. Of course, that's what we're talking about here. Just a reminder. (laughs) We're talking about things that are not actually. We're talking about false guilt. We're talking about
1: guilt that you should not feel that you are choosing to feel for whatever reason. Right. Um, Instead of maybe dealing with an actual sin. And so you have to ask yourself, like, what is... You have to have a litmus test for feeling guilt or not. Um, The question is, should I feel guilt? Should I feel bad about doing X or about someone else saying X? Because if X is not a sin, if it's not something that God is shamed by, then... It is not something that you need to feel guilt for. And the thing about guilt and, and a in and a a godly sense of shame is that godly guilt, godly shame, godly conviction uh, will lead to repentance. So the sorrow that you feel over something that you've done. If it's godly, it's going to lead to repentance. We're promised that in scripture. So that's how you can know because godly shame leads to something that is good. It leads to life. It leads to freedom. It doesn't lead to more and more bondage. It doesn't lead to defensiveness. It doesn't lead to constantly being burdened. Godly sorrow leads to repentance. So if, if you, if you, if you, take if you apply this test you're like okay i'm feeling guilty uh i saw that my my i saw my friend she's faithful she has a lot of kids her house is always ready for hospitality and when i went over there i was just feeling so much guilt and shame about my own home now you need to apply this litmus test like are you in sin is the reason that you're not ready for hospitality because of sin is it because of Laziness? Is it because you don't prioritize other people? Is it because you've been really selfish and self serving? Or is it because you're in a really difficult season? You have a lot of little children. You haven't, this wasn't even on your radar. You have some kind of illness. There's all kinds of reasons why. Your house might not be ready for hospitality that aren't necessarily sin. And you have to recognize that in different seasons of your life, you're going to be capable of doing different things that you're not capable of doing in others. And so you need to, with wisdom and prayer, ask yourself, like, this thing that I'm feeling guilt about, is this a godly conviction that I'm feeling or is this ungodly? Is it really just that I went over there... And I discounted all the hard work she put into it. I was jealous that she was able to do something I haven't figured out. And now I'm just going to go about wallowing and feeling bad for myself. Right. Because that, that having a bad attitude doesn't glorify God. That's a bad attitude is what that is. Right. That's a complaining heart. That's someone who's not willing to work joyfully for the Lord. That's a bad attitude. So maybe that's why you're actually feeling guilt is because you're having a bad attitude. You're indulging the flesh, you're indulging in envy, you're indulging in discontent, you're indulging in those things, and you're calling it something else. <laughs> when you
0: consume poison daily, <laughs> you will feel poisoned.
1: Yes, that you will feel poisoned. So ultimately, I think a lot of of false guilt, of living under this burden of a fake guilt, is really an identity issue. Um, it's really, what am I what am I here? It's messing up what you're here for. You're not here to be as good at serving the church as your friend. That's not your job. (laughs) Like that is not what God made you for. Um, God made you to glorify him and he gave you a specific life, a specific self, a specific abilities um, that you can glorify him with. Right. You are not called to glorify God with your friend's abilities. This is
0: how where I feel like I can't help but think we are, we miss this a little bit because we genuinely have bought the lie that the work we have to do is a social norm created by People mm-hmm. at uh-huh. some point, yeah. Um, whereas it's it's actually just our work and our duty and to be done, right? It's not about you're not. We're not telling you to get rid of false guilt to free you from from the societal norms that the world has created. And don't just don't live under the oppressiveness of right. of every of what people expect of you. That's mm-hmm. not what we're saying. You. Mm-hmm you do have expectations mm-hmm. and you are expected to perform certain duties in a certain way
1: and it's but it's the, it's not your friends if you're right. looking at your friend and you're like, well, they did this and they did that. Why yeah. can't I? Yeah, that is not what's really interesting about that thought process is it's actually very egalitarian in nature. Yeah. We should all be the same. We should all produce right. the same amount. We should all give the same.
0: Also based off of the idea that it's a social norm. Right. <laughs> that it's, it's created by society. Right. For everyone to be this way.
1: Right. At the end of the day, the litmus test is, are you in sin? If the answer is Yes. Confess, repent, be restored. Are you not in sin? Then fix your identity issue. Repent to God for whatever thing you are not looking to him for. That you are deciding, well, the Lord gave these people this ability to serve this way in the church. And I just can't. So now I'm going to go over here and feel horrible about myself and sit in the corner and not serve. That is fake Guilt. That is not godly sorrow. That's saying, Lord, you gave me this portion and I don't want it. Mm -hmm. I want the other person's portion. I think a lot of false guilt is discontent, dissatisfaction with the will of God. It's dissatisfaction that he has made you and given you what he's given you and said, okay, with. Turn a profit on this. You say, no, I want to turn a profit on what that guy has over there.
0: Which (laughs) explains the legitimate icky feeling that comes from false guilt. (laughs) Right. right? Like, I'm not even going to deny at all that anyone who is exercising false guilt legitimately feels. Bad, and I, they are attributing I know you <laughs> those feelings to <laughs> I know you legitimate guilt. Right, but yeah, when your life is full, like I said, like if your life is full of poison, you will feel Poisoned. poisoned. <laughs> that should not be a surprise.
1: Right, right. And there's nothing. There's this. There's nothing wrong with not having as much as your neighbor like I think a lot of times we believe like well if I was just a better christian then I would look more like this person over here. There are times when that might be true, but the issue with false guilt is that some some people live with it so much that they don't even they don't even recognize it, they don't even realize that it's happening. And so A lot of questions that we get around like, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? I heard about this. Should I be engaging in that? At the end of the day, like these kind of life questions, life issues, the question that you need to be asking yourself is, am I being faithful with what God has put in front of me? And that is something that you... Maybe your parents, your husband, your elders that is something that you prayerfully discern, but what you can throw out the window immediately is if you feel guilt over something that is not sin, if you can say, "I have been faithful, I have been faithful in this season, and my house is a mess, then you don't have to there wonder is no
0: and there is no there is no faceless, nameless institution putting that on you it is you yeah you cannot be a victim yeah okay oh gosh Mm, say it go go
1: (laughs) say it i'm ready
0: you can you can be a victim of a specific person event action perpetrator right Mm -hmm. yeah but you are not a victim of society right
1: yeah because who is that? <laughs> like, right. Like who? There
0: is no there is no room in God's law in terms of justice. Mm-hmm. Let's just be more clear. Mm-hmm. In terms of justice, if something wrong, legitimately wrong is done to you, mm-hmm. it means there is someone who carried out. That means you are a victim and someone carried out an action that made There's you a, that. There has
1: to be a perpetrator. Right.
0: So you cannot go around saying, mm-hmm. well, if we, if our culture just didn't think this about this, if we just didn't think this about this, then I wouldn't, this and this. Mm-hmm. That's not, mm-hmm. it do, it doesn't work. It's not mm-hmm. biblical. Um, and so the reason
1: uh, that's wrong is that it's not true. Right.
0: <laughs> right. And you've, you have, you have created mm-hmm. a big brother, A nameless, faceless organization that has Mm -hmm. put a standard on you that is not God, Mm -hmm. that you have allowed to tell you Mm -hmm. sin that things that are not sin are sin, Mm -hmm. Um, and then you have laid under the judgment of that nameless, faceless organization. And if you are a Christian, I Mm -hmm. don't even need to explain Mm -hmm. why you shouldn't lay under the judgment of Mm -hmm. someone who isn't God.
1: God is our judge. (laughs) Yeah, it's His. Standard that we live by. So, no, you don't get to go around being oppressed by other people's negative opinions. Like, being mad that somebody has an opinion that, like, it's true that there's someone in the world, if they walked into your house right now, they would be like, wow, you really stink at housekeeping. And who cares? Number one, they haven't done that to you yet, so you don't get to be angry about pre-crime. If they had, if they had (laughs) pre-offense,
0: if they had, the only person you can take that up with is them.
1: Is them, right? It's not. It's not that. You know, you don't get to be mad that Better Homes and Gardens isn't knocking down your door to take right.
0: pictures of your house or right Vogue now. that Vogue only shows you pictures of skinny women. Right.
1: Like, oh my goodness. Vogue did not invite me to be on their cover this month. I am oppressed by this shaming culture or whatever. You know what I mean? And then
0: simultaneously feeling guilty that I don't look like the women <laughs> on the Vogue cover.
1: You get to feel godly sorrow about your sin. You don't get to assume that everyone is against you and feel a fake kind of guilt because some nameless, faceless, something out there might not like you if they walked into your house. And I know when we say it like this, it sounds absolutely ridiculous, but that is what we engage in all the time. We engage in it all the time and we're Mm -hmm. like,
0: we're so fearful
1: that someone might not like the way that we look or dress
0: or parent or well, and if you hear this and you're thinking, well, no, I have a specific instance and it's bothering me, go to that go person. To that per- go deal if with you, it. If you really, <laughs> if you haven't moved beyond it. Right. And, mm-hmm. and it really legitimately bothers you. not right. And th- they were legitimately, they were mm-hmm. wrong to you. Mm-hmm. Not because they, they, um, reinforced your false guilt by saying something that you right. made you feel defensive. I mean, they legitimately looked you in the eye and they told you, mm-hmm. you need to feel guilty about this thing that you don't need to be guilty about. <laughs> if they really did that, please go sort that out with that person. Right. Please do it. Please deal with it. For you. <laughs> right? I ha- I mean, I don't even know who they are. I don't know who you are. Right. But You're, please. Right.
1: So your your task in the Christian life is... What Paul gave us when he said, whatever you eat, whatever you drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. If you are living that way, if you are using your home, your body, your skills, your finances in the most faithful way possible, if you're saying, I am orienting this towards God, this all this that he has given, given me, I'm going to orient it towards God there's no room for any kind of fake guilt because you are living faithfully and your concern is God and not man. I think a lot of this has to do with man pleasing, fearing man. If your focus is, how can I please God with this home? Then you're not going to have any concern. What someone else's house looks like on instagram and you're not going to be going around like wow i'm just such a bad wife and a bad mom because so and so no the question is are you a bad wife and a bad mom because god you're disobeying god every day that's the question like that (laughs) it doesn't matter what someone else is doing right
0: are you a bad that's a crusade (laughs) you need to make in your own life not, not with somebody else yeah.
1: <laughs> don't you can't you can't be faithful with somebody else's home you can't be faithful with somebody else's body or their finances or their whatever else that they have that you think would make your life easier you need to be faithful now with what he's given you with what he's told you to do and it needs to look like something that would please him and not necessarily get a ton of likes on social media and i think that is how we all end up freeing ourselves from this fake guilt. Like I just feel so bad. Um, And obviously, you know, a lot of times the reason that we, when we talk about certain topics, it's, it's because it's stuff that we've already dealt with. Like (laughs) it's stuff that like, I'm not telling you something I haven't had to work through in my own life before. Like this, this is something that we all, you need to be watchful for in your life is and and i know some some people are so sensitive and their their desire is to be faithful mm-hmm. but there's so much fear there um fear of failure uh that it that then it's like well am i you know look to christ this like i said this is an identity issue that can be solved by looking to him for what the next right task to do is i think it was elizabeth elliot that said just do the next right thing yeah. i can't remember um just do the next right thing and in that scenario Joy gave us where it's been a week and everyone in the house has no underwear or socks the next right thing is not to just rend your garment and tear out your hair and hate yourself forever the next right thing is the laundry and right. and maybe getting yeah, control of your emotions. Definitely
0: don't rend your garment if you don't have the <laughs> laundry don't have any...
1: <laughs> that is not the time
0: um <laughs> <laughs> Um I do want to say and I don't know maybe this is just my closing thought this is something I've been thinking about a lot recently which is just trying to think well of people I think I have de- I have okay. been very well acquainted and perhaps we all have with trying not to think poorly of others mm. but I feel like the opposite and very edifying and encouraging thing to do is to think well of others. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this, I, I just want to, this isn't even, I wouldn't even consider this like, the, if you're feeling, if you are uh, feeling false guilt, this is not the solution to your false guilt. Confession mm-hmm. and repentance is the solution to your false guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that if you are a person that has, that feels defensive mm. against other people and feels like their actions is somehow scrutinizing you mm. um i would encourage you to think well of others mm. and if someone posts a room of their their um they just redid their house yeah or they got i don't know they found something at Goodwill and like redid their dining table. Whatever. You it's not just like it's not just uh meditate on the fact that they're not against you. They're not <laughs> just be happy for those right. be happy. Right. Be like, oh she's just sharing this because she worked hard on it and mm-hmm. she she loves the way it looks. Yeah. Like just don't be a bummer. Don't don't be a be bummer. A bummer. Yes. Um <laughs> And just enjoy, Mm. enjoy that thing the way that you would enjoy it if you had it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Instead of enjoying it in the way that you enjoy things when you don't have them, which is not enjoying them and (laughs) being jealous.
1: Right. So in the, uh, but in both the Westminster and in the 1689, there are, questions in the catechism talking about what are the you know what are the duties required as you know i've been going through this what are the duties required in this and all of the commandments and then also what are the sins forbidden in all of the commandments and so you were just i want to say if you are reformed and you hold to either of these confessions of faith and their resultant catechism uh the do one of the things in Question 144, what are the duties required in the Ninth Commandment? It says a charitable esteem of our neighbors. Like this is something that's actually required of us. It also lists um, the good name of our neighbor as well as our own. Mm -hmm. Um, The charitable esteem of our neighbors and rejoicing in their good name. Uh, Freely acknowledging of their gifts and graces. Um, being ready to receive a good news about them. How
0: about that? Being ready to receive right. good news about people. And this is from a group of people that didn't even have Pinterest. They y'all. didn't
1: even have Pinterest. <laughs> um, So it's just, it's just something to think about that. This is something that we, we should be guilty of these duties that the, we should be, um, Intentionally practicing these things as a way of upholding the ninth commandment, uh, which is thou shalt not bear false witness against thy thy neighbor. So God actually thinks that it is a a good thing for us to uh, fight against envy and covetousness by rejoicing in other people's good and happiness and blessings. And that is not something that the world is going to tell you to do.
0: Yeah, they will use it they will say use it to bolster To be angry about what they
1: have and what you don't have and To
0: bolster your opinion. Victimhood and blah 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 blah. Yeah.
1: So don't don't do that. (laughs) Welcome to Sheologians, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Pew Pew. Anyway, um you can leave us a voicemail. (laughs) At 470 imagining
0: like a shirt with like an upside down like Nike <laughs> logo just don't do it
1: <laughs> just don't do it all right well you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475 hit us up at patreon.com slash sheologians join us for the next book club round and we will see y'all next week see ya